there that they would know you by? Uh, at the Connecticut Renaissance Fair, I was Constable Affable. <laughs> Wait, Constable what? Affable. Affable? Affable, as oh, in like, aff- like happy and, you know, oh, okay. excited. Mm-hmm. Nice. So you got to like go around being like giddy happy the whole time. Oh yeah, it was it was a it was a field day. Um, my character <laughs> was you know she was a constable, but it was I I played it that it was my first day on the job and I didn't actually know any laws, so I got all the patrons to help me come up with with new laws to like bring to the queen, and it was all really stupid things. Like I would get the little kids that would be like. I think that my brother shouldn't be able to have like dessert. And I was like, yes, yes, that's an excellent law. I love that law. The queen would love that law. And, like I would just get like <laughs> super fucking excited about it. And yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm a pal presents. Ready? Cosplay every day. Everyday mode. A time capsule for cosplayers. Everyday Rogue here on It's Like a Podcast or Whatever. We're taking a look at canceled convention culture. With the coronavirus global pandemic, large gatherings are banned and conventions are canceled. But congoers have a particular kind of resiliency. So we're checking in on our fellow cosplayers and all around awesome friends to find out what they've been up to during this quarantine and beyond. And with us now to continue the conversation in our series, you may know her from Anime Boston as the Masquerade Coordinator, or maybe you've seen her at the Connecticut Renaissance Fair as Constable Affable, or maybe you know her as the author of the brand new book called Green Cloak. Welcome, Lindsay Luther. Hi, it's great to be here. I am super excited for your perspective on all of this. So tell us what your typical year in the life of you <laughs> looks like before the pandemic. Um, so when it comes to conventions and such, um, my sort of planning for Anime Boston starts uh, usually around November um, is, you know, around when we really start uh, start putting things together and start going. And from there, from December all the way up until the con, usually in April, um, I am just in full planning mode. Um, mm-hmm. Usually I've got one or two costumes that I'm putting together in addition to um, to all the planning for the masquerade. You know, the last two years, I was also the assistant director of programming. So I had a, a lot of things that I was working on for that. Wow. Um, it's a lot of emails, a lot of spreadsheets, uh, <laughs> a lot of data entry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and just like a generally a lot of just, you know, talking to uh, talking to the community, talking to the other cosplayers and helping them to, uh, to put their stuff together and get ready. Mm. Other than that, um, I usually go to Katsucon. Um, every year just as a general attendee. Um, last year I went to, uh, was it Pop Cult Anime Con? It was in Massachusetts. It was adorable, a little tiny con. Aww. 
Um, uh, every once in a while, I'll head down to Otakon, although I haven't been in a few years. Uh, used to go to Kineticon back in the day, but haven't been in the last few years. So, yeah, the only one that I'm working these days is Anime Boston, though. Mm-hmm. And so you have a very particular character at the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Do you so does, do you do that every year too? Uh, this is my this w- was my third year uh, working for the rent for this particular uh, Renaissance Fair. Um, I absolutely love it. It is a fantastic job. Um, it's a really great way to you know to go out and flex your acting muscles. Um, mm, I and like that. Yeah, absolutely wonderful, wonderful community as well, um, both the patrons and the participants. Yeah. So you work at the Connecticut Renaissance Fair. Do you attend other fairs? Uh, every once in a while, you know, I'll uh, I'll hop over to another one. This this year, we were planning on doing a whole lot more. Uh, a friend of mine and I were planning on putting together an independent act and trying to oh. see if we could uh, we could go to a bunch of fairs on the New England circuit. But you know how things happen in 2020. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, in the fair season, it's mostly summer. Is that right? Spring, summer, and fall. Wow. Mm-hmm. So. You do anime Boston from no, from winter to spring, and then oh. <laughs> spring, summer, fall. You're in the Renaissance Fair, so you're really yep. that's the whole year. And then, mm-hmm. how in the world did you fit a book into all of this? Uh, I've actually been writing since 2004. Um, wow. Not this particular book, but you know, um, I mean, I uh, that's when I graduated from college. I got a degree in English literature and creative writing and um i have been working on things you know off and on since then um around 2014 was when i really started buckling down and you know putting together full drafts um this book that i just released i'm pretty sure i finished the first draft of it in 2015 wow. and i've been editing it since then um and you know writing other books along the way as well so mm-hmm. So exciting. So exciting. But that is, that is a very busy, busy year. So (laughs) what, what was the, the last thing you attended before this all, this all hit? Uh, Katsukon actually was in February. Um, and none of us was January or February. I don't remember if it was January or February, but regardless, uh, it was the last big convention and, you know, there were just sort of, there were starting to be murmurings of of COVID-19 in China at that point, but there wasn't anything here in the United States yet. And I know I have, um, I have a friend that lives out in Washington State, and she was kind of starting to sound the alarm a little bit right when we got back from it. But mm. none of us really expected it to, to turn out the way that it has. Right, right. So especially on the admin side at Anime Boston, which was yeah. planned, you know, to to happen a few months later, take us through your reactions to everything. Oh, um, trying to think of, you know, how much how much I can actually say. Um, <laughs> it is it was definitely a really, really stressful time um, because, you know, none of us, um, none of us on the executive board, you know, like we, we had we had a really difficult decision that we had to make where mm-hmm. Boston wasn't officially shut down yet at that point while we were still, you know, gearing up to it. And we were essentially just waiting for the governor to make that final call before we could say definitively, we can't do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was a really, really difficult situation for everybody to be in, especially when it's something that you've been working on for so long. 
um, and something that you know that so many people are looking forward to, to have to make that call of, you know, no, we can't do it for public safety reasons. You know, right. um, it was, it was a really, really, really difficult call yeah. to make. Yeah, and having participated in the masquerade before, you have to send everything in like final draft in mm -hmm. December. <laughs> so, so there well, were people that. that early. <laughs> You're I, I remember. A little. <laughs> oh no, I remember. It was December. It was mm -hmm. December. I was emailing you our final draft. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, people already had final acts set up by then. Yeah. Really mm -hmm. looking forward. Um, to that event. So yeah, I don't doubt that that was a hard decision. And that was really deeply felt. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for the people who, you know, this, this community means so much to so many people. And it's such a family, you know, to, to have that sort of that rug pulled out from under us in, you know, it was essentially, you know, a month, a month or two, because mm -hmm. stuff really started locking down in March. Um, just all of a sudden, you know, we were planning, we were planning and things were going great. And then bam, you know, everything changed almost, you know, on a dime. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So what do you think has been the worst part of all of this? Which one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be hard to pick one worst part. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, just just take us through some of your like real feel like real talk right here. Like, you know, how are you feeling about it? Uh depressed as heck. Yeah. <laughs> like not gonna lie. Um, it's just been a series of watching one event after another get canceled and get canceled and get canceled. Uh the Connecticut Rent Fair just recently canceled officially. And, you know, that was sort of the, the last nail in the coffin. Um, you know, it was the last big event that, that I had planned for this year. Yeah. You know, I had a, I was supposed to go see Bare Naked Ladies back in, uh, was it April, I think? And, you know, Aww. that got canceled. Um, yeah. You know, there's Anime Boston. There's, you know, there's been a smattering. Of, uh, there was a, a fire spinning festival that I go to every summer that, you know, got canceled. And it's just, it just, it, it's been feeling like, you know, just as soon as you get yourself picked up, here comes another cancellation. Here comes another thing that you were really looking forward to, another, you know, family that that you really love that you don't get to spend time with. So. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Do you do you fire spin or do. do you just mm -hmm. walk? Oh, that is so another cool thing about you. <laughs> this, is, this just doesn't end. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Um I feel like I have so many questions about that now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do you still get to fire spin now? Or um, that, because so that's often, pretty. Um, you have to be pretty socially distanced to do that anyway. So yeah, I mean, yes. Like, There's like it's, built it's, in social distance to that. <laughs> I wish that that were the case in uh, in gigs. Let me tell you, because you get you definitely when you do professional gigs, you'll get these people that come walking right up to you. Oh, is that real fire? Yes, yes, it is. Please, are you serious? Yeah, I wish I were kidding. Oh my gosh! Oh <laughs> my goodness! Mm -hmm. Okay, well, so. Have there been any benefits to this time? Like, is there any, is there any silver lining you've found in all this? I mean, more time, I guess. Oh, oh here's, yeah, here's a silver lining, you know, uh, you know, I've been able to save some money. Right. <laughs> least, you know, it was until, you know, my husband had to take a pay cut at work because 
because <laughs> oh, COVID. No. But, you know, like, we're not going out anywhere. You know, we're not yeah. spending money on conventions. So, you know, I guess, I guess that's a silver lining. I'm getting to spend more time with my son. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, and with my doggies. So, yeah. Uh, I've gotten really good at Zoom. <laughs> yeah, right? That's, mm-hmm. I, yeah, mm-hmm. plus. sort of yeah sort of yeah no I I appreciate your your honesty about this too because Mm -hmm. you know that's that's sort of the point in this too um you know for us to be able to hear real feelings and 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 real talk and uh you know there's there's lots of people that resonate with exactly what you're saying right now Mm -hmm. and that's so valuable I think one of the the hardest things that I've seen you know, especially with the cosplay community and just the arts community, the performing arts community in general, is that I want to say 90% of the people that I know are just dealing with with such a, a block when it comes to doing mm-hmm. anything creative. Um, a lot of the cosplayers that I know are just like, I haven't worked on anything. You know, I haven't worked on anything in months. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I, you know, someone who I love dearly as a musician hasn't written anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I've been having a lot of trouble working on first draft stuff. Um, my performing artists friends are just, you know, what the heck are we going to do? You know, like they're, I, you know, there, there are a couple people that are out there and that are still, you know, actively, you know, making stuff, uh, follow Shakespeare approves on Facebook. He's still out there, you know, every, every week doing, doing awesome acting stuff on Facebook. But for the most part, I've noticed that people who are, who are creative are just struggling with this so much more, it seems mm-hmm. like, than, um, you know, the people who aren't. Yeah. And, and Lindsay, I don't know if you need to hear this or someone listening <laughs> needs to hear this, but whatever you are feeling right now during this is okay. Yes. Whatever as as, you're as feeling. As you're surviving, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, that's it. That's all you need to do right now is just survive. If you're not creating, you know, it's okay. Because there's a lot of people who kind of felt like, oh, I've been quarantined. I have all of this free time. You know, this is time for me to learn things. This is time for me to do stuff. No, you don't have to. Like, you know, there, there's no there's no impetus on you to do that. Just survive. Make it through this <laughs> so that we can all go back to conventions again soon. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, whatever you're doing or not doing, yep. it's all okay. And mm-hmm. I think that's hard when um, we get to a place and we might not even realize it where our, our identity is tied so much to these creative yes. things that we do. Mm-hmm. And without it, we're left with, oh, wait, w- what am I? Who am I now? <laughs> like, exactly, what is this? Yeah. You're you're still you, very much you. Mm-hmm. All of the awesomeness. Um, it's just a different time and, and we have this shared experience together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking to the future, mm-hmm. what do you think about Halloween? Oh, I mean, so, uh, so I also work for a, uh, for a haunt, um, it's called evidence of evil in, um, down here in Connecticut. That's also really cool. <laughs> it is really cool. I've actually I've been working for haunts since I was in high school. Uh, back really? In yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a it's it's been a long time that I've been a professional actress at haunts. Um, That's I also so cool. used to do set construction and you know like uh, special effects makeup art and stuff. Yeah, we have another yeah. uh, fellow haunt friend we've we've interviewed for this series as well. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 
It's fantastic. I love Halloween. Halloween is my favorite season mm. of season. My favorite holiday. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I, arguably yeah. a season. Arguably, yeah. yes, yes. So, Actually, speaking of which, did that haunt season get canceled? Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that was another one that was like, you know what? There's yeah. another blow. There's another one. Um, and, you know, it's it's just, there is nothing that can kill the spirit of Halloween. You know, um, even if it's just that, you know, we're, we're having scary movie marathons, you know, at home with, you know, mm-hmm. with our closest loved ones that we're quarantined with, you know, you, you can't kill the spirit of Halloween. Uh, you know, Halloween yes. is what it is. Right. Um, I don't think there's, you know, I don't think it's safe to be having haunts. Um, I don't think that, you know, it's safe to be out trick-or-treating regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not, you know, you're wearing masks. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But no matter what, Halloween is still going to be here and it's still awesome. So it's just going to look a little different this year, like everything else, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what about conventions? I mean, can you give us any insider info on Anime Boston? All I can say is that um, it's going to depend greatly on, you know, what happens in the world and what happens with vaccines. Um, I personally, um, you know, like this is just my own uh, view on it. I don't think that it's going to be safe for any large gatherings or large conventions to be held until there is a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and that vaccine is widely available. And that's, that's down to science. You know, it's just a waiting game at this point. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how it goes. Oh man. <laughs> but in the meantime, with all this extra free time, we could mm-hmm. maybe read your book. You could read my read my book. Very true. Yeah, it is, um, it's up on Amazon right now. Actually, we had uh, we had a really successful Kickstarter campaign for the audiobook. Um, if you have been to Anime Boston, not last year, but in the last few years, you might remember Mario Bueno, who was um, one of our MCs. He's actually going to be doing the audiobook recording. For oh, it. fun! Wait, huh. so you're not doing the audiobook recording? I am not. Nope. Oh, I am hiring. That surprises a me. I'm hiring a professional because while I am a professional actress, I'm not a professional voice actress and they are very different, um, Ah, very different skill sets. Hmm. He is a professional voice actor. Um, and he is very, very good at what he does. Um, so the Kickstarter funds are going towards paying him to do the audiobook, um, and also to pay a, um, another, an artist to do some interior art for the book. Oh, cool. So Mm -hmm. can people still contribute to the Kickstarter? Kickstarter campaign has ended, okay. but you can still buy the book on um, on Amazon if you look up, you know, Lindsay Luther. My name is spelled L Y N D S E Y, unlike every other Lindsay in the world. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find it. It's called Green Cloak. Um, it's $9.99, or if you've got Prime, I think it's free because it's under the Kindle Direct program. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah. So, you know, if you like it, awesome. Leave a review, tell your friends about it. Um, I think it's a pretty awesome book. It's, you know, fantasy novel about. Um, about a bounty hunter who's chasing down a notorious thief who's uh, turned murderer and then finds out that, hey, wait, this thief is actually innocent of this murder and has to try and clear his name. So mm. it's interesting. It's mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like there's anything uh, relevant from the book to what we're experiencing now? Interestingly, um, you might see some some parallels, some unintentional parallels to uh, to what is going on regarding um, protests against 
uh, uh, police brutality. Oh. Um, one of the major themes in the book is, you know, whether or not, uh, whether or not the law can be trusted um, when it comes mm -hmm. to certain things. So you might see some, some minor parallels there. Um, nothing, nothing plague related, uh, not in this book, you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> like once. <laughs> well, you'll have lots of inspiration now. Oh, yes. Oh, God, we're going to be seeing so many, so many books. Can you imagine the romance novels that are going to come out of this? Oh. It's going to be like the Jane Austen, you know, oh, we have to stay six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Someone should make a meme of that because that's that's fabulous. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so did we get all the plugs? Where else can we find your awesomeness? Uh, on Facebook, if you look me up, it's uh, uh, Lindsay Luther, author slash cosplayer. Um, on Instagram, I am at Kiarens, uh, which is K-I-A-R-R-E-N-S. I haven't put, been putting up a ton on Instagram, honestly, just because I'm like... <laughs> that's okay that's put up okay. a lot of pictures of my dogs so if you like dogs you know there there's instagram for you i i feel like people <laughs> will like your dog even better when you tell them his name uh yes i have i have two dogs and they both have very geeky names uh the first one that we got his name is castiel uh from supernatural and the other one is Sirius black and yes he is he is a big black uh fluffy monster little grim so love They're, it they are sweet, sweet puppies. <laughs> Fabulous. So to see the puppies and more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> check that out. Yep. Check out the Instagram. <laughs> so Lindsay, any, mm -hmm. any final thoughts, anything we missed? Just hang in there, you know, um, this too will pass. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it, it will end. And when it does, it's going to make all of those social gatherings that we're missing right now, all the sweeter because we're going to know what we're missing, you know? So if, if you're, if you're struggling, if you're having trouble, just remember that it's not forever. The conventions will come back. The Renaissance fairs will come back, you know, concerts. It's, it's all going to come back. We'll all be able to see each other in person again, and it's going to be awesome when it does. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Lindsay. And until then, this has been, it's like a podcast or whatever. Stay sweet, chickas. What makes me want to get close to someone and snuggle? Fear. Salutations, I'm Melisette, and on A Frightful Fret with Melisette, I read classic horror stories combining audiobooks and audio drama into a podcast. Come away with me into the darkness and let me make your ears tingle with a sensation of terror. A Frightful Fret with Melisette. Available everywhere podcasts are and find us at ourfrightfulfret.net. Don't forget. the conversation in our series is none other than the creator illustrator of secret asian man tak toyoshima welcome yay <laughs> hello thank you for having me yeah i'm so yeah i'm so excited to get your perspective on this so so tell us about your typical artist and convention life pre-pandemic <laughs> so it was kind of an evolution. So as far as like conventions go, I've always loved going to them as a kid. 
uh, you know, just meeting, being starstruck. And back then it was more artists rather than, you didn't really meet like media stars. It wasn't that kind of a convention. It wasn't like a fan con. Right. So it was kind of weird in that, you know, you're starstruck by their name, but then when you meet them, you're like, oh, they're just a person. <laughs> <laughs> but you still get an autograph and you still get, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun. Yes. But, you know, as the years went on, finally when I got to the point where I could actually go to a show not as a fan and kind of go on the other side of the table completely different type culture and you know mm. different experience and uh you know you, suddenly the the artist that you're working next to like literally sharing the table next to you or whatever it is your neighbors you kind of develop it on neighborhoods um was its own kind of experience and you go out afterwards and you suddenly have this kind of access to other people and that was a lot of fun because mm. you never knew who you would meet you'd turn around and you know rob liefeld's buying drinks or whatever <laughs> it is and so you know that's always fun and uh so there was there, definitely that part of the con uh life and you know that was a lot of uh, you know the going to the san diegos and the chicagos and going to those bigger shows um you know, working your way up through more regional shows like the New Hampshire things in the, you know, in the Holiday Inn or something, mm -hmm. which is its own special experience. Yes. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so that was probably the height of it, kind of going to those type shows. And then that started to develop more into, um, you know, kind of pushing, not necessarily sitting at a table for a pub like a publisher, like a New England comics type publisher was kind of like now pushing your own wares like now you got your own book and you're kind of hustling a little bit more so you're mm -hmm. kind of you know hawking your wares and it's kind of like a flea market and you know you're meeting a lot of people but it was more rewarding in that your interactions with fans were a lot more direct it wasn't yeah. that they were there because you know they like let's say you know I worked on the tick for a few years and like tick fans are very you know particular fans and they come to you and have you sign all sorts of things that, that you didn't even work on so, you know, and you just kind of go along with it. You're like, sure, I'll sign that, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. And you just kind of go with it. But so, you know, starting to work on something like Secret Asian Man, when I started getting that out there, was also a very different experience because suddenly people are responding directly to your work, not mm. your character or, you know, or whatever it was. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I do miss that part of, you know, con that, that, connection with fans mm -hmm. um then that that started as i started tapering off on secret asian man it's been a couple years since i've done uh strips uh i started you know still missing the convention scene so then you know i still taught meanwhile at the south shore art center and decided well let's throw a show you know let's try that i've thrown art shows in the past but not specifically comic shows mm -hmm. and so i said well let's do that it's not like i don't know all these people so let's call them up you know see who's around uh the, the toughest time was actually finding a date when everybody was you know because con season happens yes Before the end of the year everybody's kind of conned out so the cell there was more of a you know a holiday kind of thing like you know this would be a pre-christmas get gifts for your loved ones and you know, meet a comic nerd. Um, so that was fun to do. And, yeah. uh, so, you know, I definitely kept my feet wet in con culture that way. But, definitely. Uh, definitely. definitely <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So about how many conventions or, or sort of events would you do in a year? At probably the height of it, you know, there was probably the two, three years that it was, I don't know, maybe like half a dozen or something like that. 
not too many. I didn't, I didn't go, there were definitely a few shows that I wish I went to that I never went to, like the wonder comes and some mm-hmm. of these bigger ones, but you know, going to San Diego, definitely for sure on, on the bucket list. Uh, Chicago was big back then. Uh, there was a wizard world that what happened. Boston con started getting really big. And so that was fun to work. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of the New York shows. Um, but you know, what started happening with Secret Asian Man was because Secret Asian Man wasn't necessarily a comic book, it was a comic strip in newspapers. And, you know, while artistically they're somewhat similar, they're very different business wise. And so what started happening was my convention kind of, you know, feeling started kind of getting replaced by, I was doing a lot of talks at colleges and universities and just doing speaking engagements and, and uh, meeting people that way through the comic strip. So suddenly that kind of became my, you know, my replacement for conventions was like that. So it was, it was different. And, you know, I still did panels and that kind of stuff at cons, but it started weaning off of the, you know, the comic book world, the superheroes and that kind of stuff. And it became more weird academic kind of world. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Just as nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) So what was the last convention you attended? Uh, that would probably be uh, mice out in uh, Somerville. Oh, back yeah, in October. I love mice. Yeah, the Massachusetts Independent Comics Expo. <laughs> yes, thank but, yeah, you. Yeah, I, mean, I would say you know, hands down, one of the best shows, best run. Um, you know, just the the spirit behind it. They have you know, they have micro scholarship or micro grants that they you know present to winners for you know, so they can help pay for printing books. Like it's really basic, mm. and it's very open. Um, and I, don't, I always go there because it's also connected, um, uh, to, uh, Leslie college. So like it's, it's got, mm-hmm. there's always students there and, um, you know, they have student tables and they get to show their work. So it's almost like a senior portfolio review for the public. You know, they get to stand there yeah. and try to sell their thing and it's, it's a really neat experience. So it is. And it sort of harkens back to that, like original convention experience too, without yeah, the, yeah. you know, big celebrity type things right right it's just I'm there to see really cool stuff and either you know feel bad about my own work or or feel good so take us through your reactions to to all the con, all the con cancellations uh, early on it was definitely you know this is what early March something like that when things started to close and really even not even convention wise, but like the first big thing that closed, I remember closing was, uh, or being canceled was the St. Patrick's Day parade in Boston. You know, yeah. and I'm just like, wait a minute, really? Like, can you do that? So, <laughs> you know, people went out and drank anyway, but it was the right. first kind of moment where I was like, wow, think like big things are going to start closing for real. And then once yeah. I started hearing, you know, because everybody, all the artists and everybody on Instagram and say, hey, you see, it's show, I'll be at table, blah, blah, blah. It was just going as normal kept going, kept going. Then suddenly it was just one at a time. You know, uh, I don't think I'm going to go to the show. Um, I guess, what was it? The the show in Chicago, the C2E2 was, uh, went you know, or happened, but um, was lightly attended so that, you know, it wasn't sold out and vendors were nervous and everybody was just kind of like, yeah, I guess we're here, but, you know, should we be here? And it was very, uh, you know, I don't know. It was kind of a strange, I guess, atmosphere. It was more, I was interested in following what was happening to the shows mm-hmm. and not necessarily looking at what shows were like the San Diego show did all that, um, 
all the panels and all that kind of stuff, but it was all like pre-recorded video. It was like, you know, very, it wasn't interactive. It wasn't what you go to cons for. You want to be in the room right. with the Avengers. You want to be in the room. Yeah. You want to wait online. You want to see all the people. And you just didn't get that. And they tried. And so, you know, I was definitely following that. Like, let's see what they do to try to replace that feeling. And, uh, you, know, you know, hats off to them for trying. But they definitely didn't have a lot of time to really a show that big to really turn it and make it truly interactive for the fans. So, you know, right. for the most part, I feel like generally people kind of, were disappointed by it, but you know, I would never you know, blame them for doing a bad job because I mean, what are you going to do? You just, you cannot replace that. Yeah. And, and this is sort of an unprecedented, you know, unplanned event that, right. that took place. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, go ahead. No, no. So, I mean, if anything, I'm more interested to see what people do having now gone through this, like now with, mm -hmm. you know, looking into next year, you know, already at San Diego, they're saying, you know, Hey, see you next year. We'll be there. You know, for now, that's what they'll say. But <clears throat> having gone through this now having people, um, you know, uh, some of the smaller shows that just straight up canceled, didn't replace anything. Some of the bigger shows I feel like at least have feel an obligation to, well, think about, well, what are we going to do if we close or if we can't go on? Um, but, you know, I'm even seeing smaller shows like um, uh, there's a ladies con in Somerville that happens every year, which is, you know, really cool. Um, independent, kind of like mice, but, you know, like it's very focused. But they're kind of now working in conjunction with other small cons to run like a multi-day virtual con. And oh, neat. So that's kind of neat, you know, so like now yeah. conventions are reaching out to each other and saying, hey, let's, you know, work together. Let's build this kind of you know, what's the programming? What can we do to make it more interesting? And, you know, mm -hmm. so a lot of ideas are starting to get out there. And, you know, just watching a video of, you know, Hollywood, Hollywood people in movies isn't doing it for people. So even that format's just, you know, so do we do it where it's like a one-on-one -on -one thing that you can sit with in front of, you know, Tony Stark and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation like you're, you know, you got, you got your 20 seconds, you know, like maybe that'll be worth it to actually be face-to-face -face live you know, versus just watching yet another video, you know? Yeah, so, that's interesting. Like a Zoom call. Yeah, <laughs> with, but, but yeah. With literally just you, not, you know, like as if you're going up to get your photo signed. You right. Know, you have that 20 seconds to like have a personal conversation. So why not give that to people? So like people are definitely like thinking about things like that. You know, what, yeah. what, how can you get that? That's That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, I like how people are sort of working together and and ideas are are um, mm -hmm. trying to come together. That's great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, what what do you feel has been the impact on sort of the the comic art world? Art, I mean, as far as as far as I can follow, anyway, just on social media and everything, what everybody's been doing. Definitely, you see a lot less, you know, hey, pick up my book because that book didn't happen, you know, and especially now it's starting to start again. Now that books are getting delivered, stores are getting opened up, home deliveries, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But for those few months, like that April, May, kind of beginning of summer, you know, kind of dead zone for everybody's projects. So even if you were independent, you didn't want to release your book then, you know, you're, you're just kind of sitting on it. So it was interesting to see what artists started working on. And I felt like a lot of it was personal projects or other pursuits that were also artistic. And, you know, I saw a lot of people baking. I saw a lot of people you know, 
like starting to, you know, design clothes or do something a little different, but definitely still creative. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot more artists, you know, suddenly get a little more political that I didn't even think of were political. Like suddenly I'm seeing all this stuff. And so that was interesting. You know, they're using that. They're still using their artwork, but for a different kind of a, you know, channel. Yeah. Um, personally, I, I, I didn't do much comic strip or book type stuff, but it was more straight up illustration just to challenge myself and say, you know, to remind myself what it was about illustration that I loved doing. And, you know, going back to my roots and drawing a lot of like fantasy, you know, swords and monsters and like that kind of stuff to back nice. to the Dungeons and Dragons days and, or, yes. you know, old school anime type, you know, type stuff. And um, so that was fun to do, you know, and so I, I feel like it's a lot of self-discovery, but, you know, at the same time, I think people are just itching to get back to a regular book. Um, you know, that being said, the big companies, you know, what's going to what's their future right now? Like, you know, DC just mm -hmm. re released that um, uh, they just laid off a whole bunch of people because of the whole merger with, with uh, Time Warner, I guess. And, uh, oh. you know, so that whole thing is just, you know, it has nothing to do with creative. That's just all business. And that's just a, a trickle down thing. And suddenly the comics, what's going to happen to the DC universe and all those projects and all those artists working on them. So I see a lot of cross communication between artists saying, hope all my guys are good, you know, hang in there, that type stuff. Mm. So it'll be interesting. And this time next year, if I had a crystal ball, I'd just kind of, I'd be curious to see what happens. Yeah, I, I think we all are. We're, we're kind of holding on with bated breath. There's, there's this, you know, we're holding to hope and then also yeah. trying to prepare ourselves. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, so if we had to sort of, you know, if you had to sort of splice out, what do you think the the best and worst uh, of this time would be? What would you say? What would you say has been the worst part first? The worst part is finding out that certain artists are assholes. You know, <laughs> by what oh, they're saying. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and just like getting surprised by like, oh, really? China virus? Like, is that what you're going with? Oh That's no! Just, did you no, find an? Did an artist actually do that? Yeah, you know, so it's just one of those, you know, uh, I don't know, not that I really like that guy anyway, but, you know, it's just, you have a respect for certain people, but when they, when you hear certain things like that come out of them, and maybe it's, you know, vice versa with artists who have done those kind of, made those kind of statements who I respect, and now I'm like, awesome, you know, like, I think like you, maybe they're having that same effect with somebody who thinks the opposite and being like, I used to like you, but now you think, you know. So it goes both ways, I'm sure. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's, that's great that you pointed that out. And at the same time, like, I'm sorry that happened. Like, as a white person, I just feel the need to apologize <laughs> for those things. Like, that just really sucks. So I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> for whatever that's worth. <laughs> oh, man. But so yeah, that's that... probably the worst thing, you know, just to, you know, it's, it's good to know, you know, when you wear your, uh, your ideals on your sleeve, it's, you know, at least you're being honest about it. So, mm -hmm. you know, thanks for that, but no thanks. <laughs> right. Look at your stuff a little differently now. Yes. Yes. Um, so what do you think, has there been any benefits to this time? I mean, the benefits, you know, the things like collaborations, I'm seeing more, you know, just like these cons working together to just kind of work out, well, what are we going to do? We still want to do something, but you know, it's got to be different. So a lot of ideas being bounced around. Um, 
so, you know, that's a plus. And I, you know, personally spending a lot more time just kind of looking inward at, you know, reminding myself what it is about drawing and illustrating and, you know, that kind of thing that I, you know, what I, what I truly love about that. So, you know, that's always good to do. Just kind of refresh your, your, you know, your passion for that kind of stuff, that type work. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, thankfully, um, you know, for a little while, it was a lot of that. And, you know, after a while you get tired of that too, you know, <laughs> you're like, okay, well, let's get back to work. And yeah. so, you know, you know, I have the regular nine to five type job as well, but you know, beyond that, what other projects there are, you know, are there. And so luckily, you know, there are definitely some projects to be had. So, um, to keep, you know, to keep that, it's good to work on deadlines. It's good to work for other people. Cause you're, you know, you're always going to look at your own stuff and either be, you know, usually critical, but like, you can also just kind of, you know, just sweep it under the carpet and be like, okay, well, I'll, I'll do better next time. When you work for somebody, you have to do better that time. So, yeah, that's an interesting yeah. point. So you talked about your, your swords and illustration <laughs> and, and that sort of stuff is, um, have you been doing anything else to feed your artistic spirit or has that been your, your uh, meat and I'm, potatoes for this time? Yeah, for sure. Uh, illustrations definitely been where I've been going. Like I haven't been making gourmet meals or anything like that <laughs> or, <laughs> or doing that, but yeah, I mean, you know, and oddly, especially in these times, I find I, I'm kind of surprised in s sometimes that I'm not putting out more uh, political things or, you know, even race-based things with you know, everything with George Floyd and all that stuff that's happened. Mm -hmm. You would think that somebody who, you know, the guy who did Secret Asian Man would have something to say and <laughs> maybe have, you know, a bunch of comic strips lined up. And, you know, it's not that I don't watch these things and have all these ideas that I want to spew out, but mm -hmm. for whatever reason, you know, right now I feel like I'm in the more in the mode of listening to what other people do and see what, you know, what other people are doing. Like I, I, I feel less of a need to interject my opinion than to listen to what others say and kind of reflect on those. Um, you know, and maybe partially that's, that's due to, you know, uh, being a little older than when I was doing those things where I felt a need to immediately knee jerk, kind of put something out there. Whereas now I feel a lot more interested in seeing how people express themselves in those, you know, given those situations. And, you know, it's been, it's been really cool. And it lets me reflect also on how I feel about it, you know, and, and, yeah. and again, you know, I'm looking at stuff that I totally agree with and I look at stuff that I completely disagree with and try to wrap my head at, you know, and that's one thing I've always, I always did do even when I was doing this trip was try to look at both sides and be like, well, clearly you believe in what you think and clearly you believe in what you think. Well, you know, obviously they can both exist. Let me see if I can find the connection between the two. Mm -hmm. So is there maybe some secret Asian man in the future that we could look forward to? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Okay, I think, okay. You know, it would be very, not very different, but you know, I think different enough that, um, you know, it, I, I feel like it would be more uh, long form than, you know, like three panel, four panel punchline gaggy type thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've been wanting to do a longer form story for a while. So, you know, it, it's just a matter of, you know, finding the right topic and making sure it's, you know, entertaining in, in the end, it just can't be a diatribe of, you know, like just spewing hatred and, and just kind of frustrations. But um, you know, it, it's got to have some, some meat to it, but 
you know. Right. So getting back to doing projects for other people is kind of warming me back up to that. Okay. So that I can now like get to a pace and set a deadline and say, you know, like what's a good time for this to happen? You know, obviously this year wasn't going to happen anyway. So <laughs> let's, let's mm-hmm. lock that up to being done. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any tips for, for artists during this time? Yeah, I would, I don't know, you know, definitely I've always, even in the classes that, that I taught, always encourage the kids to, you know, um, do other artistic things, like not just, you know, but still within the realm of what you're interested in. So like, if you're an illustrator, do something like sculpting where it's, it's very similar, but very different. You know, you're still creating something. You're probably going to sculpt something along the lines of what you would draw. Like, so I would sculpt, you know, a big monster with a sword or whatever it is, (laughs) but it's a very, use different parts of your brain when you do that. Um, or draw in different ways, draw with different things, draw on different things. Like there's a lot of different, you know, things you can try. And when you have all the time in the world, and if you're not working on active projects that are due, you know, due at midnight on Friday, then, you know, it kind of get becomes up to you to come up with those projects and, you know, just keep, keep the, those muscles toned. So. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about, how sort of different media can help you with your your main thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, a lot of artists, you know, play music or, or like, you know, or write songs or whatever it is, or, or write stories, poetry, photography, mm. whatever it is. It's all, you know, similar. It's visual, it's emotional, it's, you know, it tugs on all those kind of similar aspects. But, uh, you know, I, I I guess you could, I don't know if cooking <laughs> qualifies, but you, you know, know it is that just doesn't resonate for me, but <laughs> there, there is definitely creativity in cooking. Oh, I, absolutely. I will say that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I could see that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you get to enjoy it. Right. <laughs> so, right exactly. <laughs> it's more like yeah, a one-time it's... use thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> then like, right. you know, it's like uh, making a snowman, you know, it's, it's a temporary, but it's great. Yes. Yes. Thank <laughs> Yes. That's beautiful. Um, so what are your thoughts on the future of conventions? Even, even the South Shore convention? Uh, um, that's, you know, what I'm kind of fascinated to see, like Mm. both the small regional ones and the, you know, the kind of like the, or the, you know, ladies con or comics and color con type stuff, you know, it's very, they're very focused, very community, you know, oriented. They're all, I feel like they're all going to have very different kind of uh, strategies to to engage with community. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think what San Diego is going to do, I'm definitely keeping an eye on that just to see what they do. And hopefully, you know, they bring in the right people to figure that out. I just don't know. At this point, you know, if I had to make a call, I don't even know what that would be necessarily. Um, It's kind of like school openings, like everybody has kind of like their own version of like, well, we should do this. And somebody else says we should do that. And, you know, there's a lot of good ideas or some bad ideas. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're only going to know once we try and do it. I think, you know, towards the end of the year in the spring heading into summer already in just those couple months, kids were completely zoned out on, you know, like Zoom calls and, you know, they just dial in and not listen or, you know, just doing it just enough and then get off. So, yeah. you know, and I don't blame them, you know, it's not as engaging. It's not as interesting. It's not as, you know, it's not the same thing. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. when, um, so, you know, like my class ended 
because or didn't end because of that and then you know there was and then there was no summer you know for anything but then in the fall they're starting to do some classes so when it came time to you know to uh answer like whether or not i wanted to run a class you know looking at what i saw kids had you know were doing i kind of said you know i'm going to hold off again in the fall let's talk again in the winter a because you know let's see safety wise where we're at Mm -hmm. but b also you know this is this fall is going to be tough for so many kids and to launch yet another kind of a you know screen time kind of thing on a saturday yeah i'm not sure that that's the best time and you know i don't know if i want to you know engage in that way Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I did, you know, I did think about doing something like some sort of free resource or something like, cause I definitely miss, you know, working with the kids, yeah. but you know, if I can't be there with them, is there something I can provide at the art center or something where kids can swing by, pick up a little, you know, how to make a comics kit or something like that, take it home, do it at their own leisure, you know, maybe be available online, something like that, but not necessarily a regimented class that, you know, it's, it's nine 30. I got to get up and go to my class. Not like that. More like a, here's something you can do if you want, you know, mm-hmm. have it be as an more of an option to them. So that's, that's another thing I'm kind of thinking about maybe yeah. for the fall, but yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, you are, you're awesome. It was, um, you know, such a pleasure to get to see you teach and see you sort of in action. Uh, You're just a fabulously wonderful human being and amazing artist. Uh, So, so much respect for you and all you do. Um, Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So any, any final thoughts, anything that we missed? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess just as far as conventions go, definitely interested to see what happens, interested to see uh, how, you know, the the emails that start coming in about being involved in them and then seeing how much, uh, you know, convention organizers are going to want to hear input from artists. Like, what do you think, you know, what would make it worthwhile for you to be a guest this year? You know, I'm just interested to see what that interchange is going to be like, uh, you know, on as far as on a fan side, you know, there, I think there are some things that I'm not sure how to replace, like, let's say the cosplaying, like, you know, how do you, how do you do that? You know, like you can have the, mm. you know, show your costume and video and, you know, do that kind of thing, but it's, it's just not the same. You know, you're, right. you're in your room and you're yeah. <laughs> kind of broadcasting yourself, which you can kind of do every, anywhere. Mm. Um, so that'll be interesting or I don't know, or maybe they, just find a really interesting social distancing way to do it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've heard early things from San Diego, maybe saying, doing something like offering a virtual version of their convention as well as an on-site. So people who want to, uh, to, to, in a weird way, decrease the numbers at the live convention, but still mm-hmm. have it available to more people. You know, one of the pl- pluses I heard about was, uh, you know, people with disabilities who cannot go to these shows or, you know, it's hard to travel or whatever it is can now partake in a lot more of the events and at, at least, you know, take part in a different way. Uh, yeah. So that's a really yeah. good point. Yeah. There were definitely, you know, pluses like that. So, uh, but, you know, now with, with a, a full, you know, almost a full year of this under our belt, our belts, we'll see you know, what creative ideas we can come up with just to keep, keep it going. Cause it's not going anywhere. You know, I think conventions are going to be back. They're going to be, you know, around, they're going to be a little different, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a little less handshaking and that kind of thing. But I, I do feel like there's a need on both sides for artists and 
convention goers to meet and to just kind of have fun. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well said. Beautifully yes. said. Um, so where can others find you and all your artistic awesomeness? <laughs> probably. I mean, I, so I don't have a dedicated site anymore. So, you know, probably on Instagram, uh, just at Talk Toyoshima uh, or on Facebook, either one uh, would, would be the best, but Instagram's probably the best. <laughs> Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, Tak, thank you so much for having this conversation with You're us today. Welcome. You are wonderful and amazing, and um, everyone should go check out Secret Asian Man. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Hiya, puddins. It's your girl, Holly Quinn, aka Dr. Holly and Quinzel, here to tell you all about it. It's like a podcast or whatever. We talk about nerd stuff and life stuff. And if you want to know what we're about, check out the Powie Awards, our 100th episode, Q and Slay, or Theater from Our Butts. Have a good day, puddins, and love, trust, and belief. Hey, Shuggas, Everyday Rogue here, along with Handsome Bane joining me for what this one. Bro? And with us now to continue the conversation in our series is a real treat. He is the author of We Were All Someone Else Yesterday, co-founder of Black Nerd Problems, lover of otters and bears and many other things, Omar Holman. <laughs> We're gonna specify which types of otters and bears? Nah, that's for you to decide. That's for you to decide. You know what I mean? I'm super secure about that. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck with it, you know what I mean? Awesome. <laughs> Thanks well, for having me. Yeah, yeah. We're so excited to get your very unique perspective on all of this. Mm -hmm. So tell us uh, what your typical uh, convention life or, you know, artist life looked like before this year. Um, before this year, man, ugh, Jesus. it was always, ugh, it was Comic-Con and I'm in New York, so I'm based in Brooklyn. Uh, my, uh, my partner, Will, is um, in Ohio. And uh, he, uh, he's the one I co-founded the site with. Um, it was pretty, it was like clockwork, really. Like, are right, we, we're gonna gather here, go to Comic-Con. Um, we were maybe try to sign up for some panels and things like that, uh, cosplay. Um, we'll do giveaways, just walking around giveaways, doing interviews and things like that. So it was more, uh, it, it stopped being, um, I used to go to, I used to go to Comic-Con with um, my friend, Big Mike and his son. And I was from maybe six years or something like that. So it stopped being like, oh, I'm going there for fun to walk around this little, this Devin, this, uh, this set, this eight year old that's now like 18. Uh, it stopped being from that to now I go for like, it's a, it's in a sense a job. It's a job that I'm, mm. I'm going to report on something. I'm going to go write on a panel or something. I'm going to go maybe speak at a panel. Um, we got to host a panel last year at, um, we we're on a panel. We got to host one in the Watchmen Lounge last year. So it's on a, a Watchmen wow. panel for HBO. Uh, we're talking about diversity, huh? <laughs> uh, and we were That's talking awesome. about, um, yeah, we were talking. Then I got the host one. We got to use the space to host a panel. Like uh, it was me, Jordan Calhoun, and uh, Nicole Homer. We were just talking about, um, we we're talking about like uh, editing and writing um, as well, and writing your, your nerd, uh, your nerd shit, um, which is fun. Uh, it, was, it was nice, um, and so, and also, you know. It's funny because then that, that's a con, right? And Comic Con is a big one, not as big as San Diego, but I, I mean, it's the second largest, let's say. Yeah. Uh, and then to go from, which we really liked was going to Blurred Con down in DC. And mm. it was, it's not- That's awesome. It's still big. I mean, it's, it's still a lot of people, but it's, it's 
I mean, it's not NYC, it's, but it's smaller and it's more controlled and it's like more vibrant. You get to talk to more people and things like that. Um, it's called BlurCon, so it's blacker as well, which is nice. But like, white people are still invited. You know, you're still, you're still, you're still, you're not outlawed there. Uh, okay, okay, good to know. Good <laughs> you can to go know. there. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, it's just like you know, it's like oh, cons were like, yo, let's highlight um black cloud figures and shit like that. So like, basically, people don't have to be like, well, that per that character is not black. You might think that's such a, a stupid thing, but like it. It still happens, and it's funny right. because, like, well, the character's not white either; they're Japanese. So what are we? So what are we? So what are exactly. we doing here? What yes. are we doing? Um, but that, yeah, so BlurCon was like a better, like, not even. Yeah, I won't say a better. It was like a, a more. That's what I was really looking forward to. We got friends in DC that we can meet up with as well. And so like, it's a more mm -hmm. controlled environment. Now that's all gone because of the Thanos snap. Yeah. So was it mostly just those two cons for you in a year? Uh, for me, yes. Uh, unless. I'm I'm a very out the blue person. Uh, will more so will go like he'll go speak at um he'll go speak at places. So it's not really a con, but he'll be he'll be speaking at like yeah. an, uh he can speak at a convention, be on a panel here. Other people as well, because uh, with Black Nerd Problems, um, it's not just us two. It's like we have a whole like group of folks. And so um like uh Brittany has gone and done one in uh DC. Uh, she's she's spoken on a panel as well. Uh, that as well there. Uh, we have the women of Black Nerd Problems, Nicole, Nicole, Leslie, uh, Carrie. They've gone to a superheroine uh, convention, which I think I want to say was in Seattle or California. I want to say it was in Seattle. Uh, it was like a, it, was a, it was a women based uh, con. So oh, wow. um, yeah, so I I would maybe just do the two, but there we have people that are doing a bunch uh, as well. And like yeah, funny because that superheroine uh, panel was moved online. I think that aired last week. So that's like that's the uh, the evolution of uh, the COVID times now. Hmm. Taking it online. Yeah. Yeah. So you had the con stuff. What about your your artist stuff? How does the poetry sort of fit yeah. into your year? The poetry doesn't. Um, oh no. Uh, <laughs> no. Nah, it, it's funny because I I got I was I got the opportunity to do this book, and then um, <laughs> so and then and then COVID hits right, and I and I don't like going out. I, I I maybe or maybe I just say I don't like going out, but I do I do go out to perform. I like performing. Um, and that's changed because I've been doing this since I've been doing this since two, my junior year of high school, uh, and then uh, I got like in the slam scene into competing in slam as an adult around two in my in college. Uh, went got it made a team in two thousand. I, mean, I don't know if anyone knows about this. Like in slam, you make a team. You make a team. It's like there's an adult slam called uh, National Poetry uh, Slam. There's a college slam called uh, Cupsy for college kids, and there's Brave New Voices for all the kids that are in high school. Uh, mm -hmm. And so you, according to your age, all right, you're a high schooler. You're gonna go to Brave New Voices. You're in college. You go to Cupsy. When you become an adult, you go to National Poetry Slam, or you can go to a place like uh, Southern Fried or uh, Rust Belt. And these are like, in a sense, these are almost like poetry. These are, in a sense, like cons. But you yeah. come here to you come here yeah. to compete. And right. so there's there's Rust Belt and um, Southern Fried, which are two slams where you don't have to make a team. Instead, you form a team uh, and you pay a registration fee. And yeah. in National Poetry Slam, you, you're trying to make a team. And so you don't know who your teammates will be. You have to compete oh. against your teammates to get on four, uh, four or five uh, slots, uh, basically. Um, oh. So I don't, have to do, I don't do that anymore. I stopped okay. around 2014. So okay. I got to write a book. Uh, but the problem is I wrote the book and it's like, oh shit, this is like something different. This is cool. And I was like, hey, come, can you come here? Like The Strand, which is a historical, uh, I think it's a historical site, a historical book site in, um, in New York. They were like, hey, uh, we want you to, uh, you got picked 
to uh, you know read do do a reading here. I was like. Y'all know who the fuck I am? All right, cool. Like, yeah, y'all should know who the fuck I am. But so I got to do that. But COVID hit, and it was like, all right, we'll have to reschedule that. I was supposed to go to Button to um, go to Button. Uh, my publisher is based in uh, St. Paul. I'm right, uh, and uh, and uh, they and uh, I was supposed to go there to do to to record and do record some videos, um, some poetry videos uh, that they'll put out, and like you know record the new poems can't do that now uh, because, oh, because of uh, COVID so we had to do we've done like but they've adjusted we've done like an online reading and it's also kind of it's harder to promote as well that mm. was that's been the hard thing I was like damn it now I gotta like it's easier if I gotta just show it up somewhere now it's like I gotta keep like I gotta keep promoting on my own page or I like, try to find new ways to do this like I'm laying on the couch wearing eggplant socks like oh hello there I didn't <laughs> see you there you know just in a white beater and great and great sweats you think I'm joking I'm not joking like yeah we gonna, we gonna move these my, my wife is a camera woman like yeah yeah we're gonna move these units yeah yeah talk to your fans yeah yeah let's get this um, <laughs> so like that so like that had to be innovative um mm. as well but then it's like well it's kind of like damn we're in a pandemic right now man like something we haven't seen since like 2018 really unless you want to count like swine flu bird flu or whatever but so then it's like i'm trying to sell something within a pandemic and it's like ah this feels kind of this still this feels might kind of gross but then like people want to support as well especially your friends and stuff too so it's like it's that weird well, it's that weird like yeah when you take into consideration you're not like some big nasty mega conglomerate that doesn't yeah. need to do it and you're you know you got to move your feet in order to eat uh, there's a lot of artists, you know, um, uh, one of the guys we know, novelists and, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, Hero Beats, they do their shows on and they, you know, charge five bucks for their virtual show because it's like, these, you guys are starving artists. Literally, you have to, uh, you know, create your art in order to eat. And so, you know, it, it is kind of making everybody create. What I like to see in the, my silver lining, because I'm capped and I always like to find the silver lining, mm -hmm. um, is that people are finding new and innovative ways to be creative and get yeah. that out and get paid. Mm -hmm. You should always get paid for your art. Right. Um, like, you gotta support your friends and then put that money up. <laughs> you know, cause it's like, if you got it, we need to share it. Um, Accurate. Mm. You're a very yeah. good point. Yeah, so what was the last convention you attended? Huh. I think it was BlurredCon last year. Yeah, it was BlurredCon mm. last year. Uh, I was saying to a friend, my my wife and uh, her, because my wife runs. My, it's funny, my wife runs. Uh, my wife runs. Uh, her name's Tasha. Uh, Tasha Singh. Tasha Singh Holman. Now, um, shout out to her. Yeah, she runs yeah. a. She runs a. Uh, a I, don't, I don't even know what you would call it. A Brooklyn. Uh, a cosplay. Uh, a hip hop cosplay party. So what they That's would so do? That's so cool. Yeah, it's called Sailor Boom. And so what her and her uh, her hey. partner. Uh, nice. Her partner is uh, Glenn Davis, and what they do is they would dress up as like Sailor Moon and the, the Sailor Scouts, and then they just uh, they would hold it. The first one was at I forgot where the first one was, but they've had it at the Sultan Room in Brooklyn, and Baby's All Right. And so it's like you don't even have to dress up; like you can just just come if you want, or people you could dress up because it's like, well, let's have this uh, let's have this event where we don't have to wait for Comic Con to do this. Like we can do mm -hmm. this. Like yo, know, you we do it. They'll do it uh, every other month. They didn't know once a month. Or every other month um they were doing it and their what's cool about their flyers were always um movies or albums redone as with, with anime characters or uh, or cartoon characters in their place so they've had like 
the the Wheezy album where he's like a little baby, the Carter. Yeah. Uh, they've had a baby uh, Chibi Sailor Moon. They've had okay. Waiting to Exhale with the Sailor Scouts. All these were done by uh, Tobio <laughs> Rogers, and one was done by uh, Christian Tomas. Yeah, Christian Tomas did the one of them, uh, the Sailor Scouts, and set it off. And so, like, the cover is set it off, and it's the Sailor Scouts. Wow. Uh, Waiting to Exhale with the Sailor Scouts. Um, they've done the miseducation. I think they've done the education of uh, – the education of uh, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. They've done that with Sailor Moon, and uh, who did? I think Christian. I think Christian did that one. Um, so yeah, Christian, Christian Tomas, and uh, Tovio, Tovio Rogers have uh, done a majority of the flyers. Tovio does a bunch of our artwork for um, Black Girl Proms as well. Uh, we done. We got commissions uh, for people as uh, as vendors. Um, but yeah, the Sailor Boom. They were doing, I mean, COVID hit them, so they had to stop doing parties. What yeah. they did was go online and do like, uh, they were in like, maybe like host an IG live or um, or do a, uh, or they were doing part of like charity, streams for charity, uh, doing that. So, so I want to I wanna stop you right there because I don't want you to give too much away because I have been begging Sailor Boom Party to also do an interview with us. So oh, okay. oh my god! <laughs> I didn't know that. So that'll be like a okay. teaser. Okay, I don't even know. See, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know. No problem. No problem. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I was, I was just like one of my questions was, so do you know Sailor Boom Party? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my questions so. I'm just that off. Right? We can do that. We can do that. We'll, we can do another take. Like, oh, you talking about my wife, E.G.? E.G., how dare you? E.G., Negan, you're too far. You've gone too far now. <laughs> I, I, I just said I, I, I'm a fan of what you do. Yeah, yeah. I like business, man. You're good. They're good. Oh, my gosh. Who did you cosplay? Uh, I, I'm very lazy with cosplay. I, I've never done a full... Uh, cosplay yet i my friend josh josh bay um he usually will wear like it's just a t-shirt so he'll wear like the booster gold t-shirt i will wear the uh mm -hmm. the ted court uh blue beetle t-shirt those are our two favorite uh two favorite uh, mm -hmm. dc characters oh i have i was gonna kill it this year at blurcon man because i was watching haiku you uh haiku, i think it's haiku haiku uh the, yeah. the volleyball anime yeah uh, i got the fucking uh shoya hinata number 10 jersey and i was like and it was such a hard decision because I'm like, I like Tanaka, I like Daichi, I like Suga, I like them. I like these are like those are like my favorites. I was like, ah, but if I'm cosplaying, I'm not cutting my hair. I gotta go with Shoya. I gotta go with Shoya because then the yeah. curl or out whatever. I'll I'll at least look like, oh okay, he's rocking that. That that's my dude. Shoya from the concrete man. Uh, so that was my. I haven't got the shorts. I got the. I lost, man. I got the. I lost weight. I lost weight for that. <laughs> I think about it. I lost weight for this. I'd actually lost weight playing Ghost of Tsushima for hours on end and uh, not eating correctly. That's actually how I lost weight. But I was like, oh, well, it worked out. I can, I can, because that shirt was tight. So I was like, this might be, I might have ordered it too tight in the medium. He still so. won a hunger strike. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Tsushima, yeah, that game is uh, incredible. But that was, that's, I will be cosplaying as uh, Shoya. Uh, that will be my cosplay. But my last okay. one was, uh, yeah, I just, I just rock a t shirt, uh, a blue beat, a, a, a nerd shirt is what I do. Nice. Well, it is ready. It is ready. Yeah, it's ready. Yeah. 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 So take us through your reactions to the convention cancellations. Uh, it's, I mean, it's like good. It was like good because like, I mean, I don't know, unless we're all like legit wearing masks under our mask cosplaying, but you know, you can't, 
you can't you can't trust people because people will people um it was good mm-hmm. it was like you, you got you got to do this because um you don't want to spread it man it, it sucks but like all right there's still you know there's still ne- conventions are still promised like there's still next year hopefully uh next year or you play it should be done when it's a safe uh a safe time to be doing that uh right. on, so not for a while but i was like i mean because also like yo let's say you do do it like it's not going to be a big turnout and the people that get there might get sick too so like mm-hmm. they're like nah we'll, we'll we'll cancel across the board so i was actually happy um i mean not happy but i was like it's the right call it's like you made the right call yeah 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 so take us through sort of the the best and worst what do you think has been the worst part of having conventions canceled uh, i guess you're stuck at home man is you're, you're, you're stuck inside also, and it's it's you know what it is it's that disappointment of when you uh when you're a kid and you're driving with your parent you're in the back seat you know you just ah, i'm a kid i'm gonna live forever ah, i'm never gonna die uh and then you know you look out your left window you look out your right window you look out the left window and you see that mcdonald's sign and you're like yo mom dad non-gender binary conforming parent that might be my parent i would like that uh as a meal and you don't know if they heard you or not, but then you see the car turning, and you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you see them arts getting closer, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, like, your face is against the window, like, oh, here we go. But then they're still passing, it, like, no, no, you missed, no, no, you, you were, no, why are you still, why are you still going? We're, no, no, no! Like, it's that, it's that disappointment, because it was there, but then the car kept going. That's the convention, it's like, oh, we could have, we could, we could have had it all. We could have had it all. <laughs> I do you want better. We have that damn Thank mask. I do you one better when they when you you ask your mom, hey, can we stop at McDonald's? And she say, you got McDonald's, McDonald's money. Uh, yeah. Conquered, yeah. Just knowing that she conquered you, and yeah. then you say, yes, yes, I do have McDonald's money. <laughs> stop. And they say, where you get money from? And conveniently drive by. <laughs> what are you doing? What operations <laughs> you got going on? I'm moving the goalpost, mom. <laughs> Penny, I'm talking to my own mother right now. <laughs> I I love that description. That was that was perfect. Thank you. Thank <laughs> no you for problem. that. Um, so, do you feel like there's been any benefits to this time? Oh, uh, like uh, I keep calling you EG. Like you're, I keep calling you by your stage name. Like Eric said before, uh, seeing people get. Um, it's funny. The, the good thing about humans is when put into a, like when you're back into a corner, uh, there's always a creative way to come out of it or to make use of your environment. Um, and that's funny. You can see that across like all. Um, ethnicities or races or whatever like so seeing how people like took like all right well i'm home what can i use here to at least entertain me or to or to keep doing what i'm doing with content how can i keep the content going right and so we've seen new variations of that and we've seen that on tiktok uh, which we're obviously trying to get rid of now because oh i wonder why 45 um we've seen it on tiktok we've seen it on twitter we've seen it on instagram um just it's the creativity like are oh, you been put into a corner now what what will you do uh, when, it's funny because whenever I like um, playing Samurai Showdown against someone and like let's say they're starting out and I'm training them or whatever and it's like okay you, you've got your special move I got mine on what's the move you're going to do now and they're like alright so you got you got to think about right, what will I do to get out to, to be advantageous in this and so that's, that has been like the cool thing to see uh, and I've seen like <laughs> like oh there's that comedian um, uh, I wish I knew his name this, uh, Indian comedian that's been explaining like uh, please no it's not Police immunity, um, in a sense, police immunity. Um, no, 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 no. It's a, oh. it's a, it's a, it's a lesser known comedian, but he's been blowing up. He was on uh, now. It's a, uh, it his name begins with a K. Uh, I should, I'll probably look him up. Uh, but um, 
it's a it's, oh, he's, right. he's really like but he's like he's taken a and he even talked about it he was like i mean it's kind of hard to laugh now right it wasn't it, it people weren't really in the mood for like the typical or straightforward type of comedy i'm a comedian so then okay well let's talk about these other things then and it's in a, and it's in a climate to talk about these things as well um police brutality and things like that and so he gets in on the medicare and shit like that um he gets in on it uh so it's like it was really dope uh to see some like see a comedian doing that um it was dope. uh so like things like that I'm, as i'm looking up mm-hmm. his name now i'm spelling i'm spelling police brutality wrong <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me check his name. Oh, it is on the spot. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I'm picturing you, like, uh, you know, you created this great visual of you're backed in this corner, and what would you do? So mm-hmm. now I'm curious, what did you do? <laughs> what oh, did you me, do man, during this I, time? Not a damn thing. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, what did I do? I did um, uh well, I mean, I you know it's funny um, because I've been I'm working on a project now, which makes has me writing less for the site, which I hate, but it has to be done. So like it, the burns fall into like all of our uh, a lot of our other writers, but I'll still like um, try and schedule some things as well. What I've been doing now is actually a bit of the back end because uh, now we've got people that are more on Twitch now. So uh, my partner will. Uh, it's so funny that I call him my partner, but I call my wife my wife, and we and I don't and we and we stopped like correcting people too. I was like, let them think what they want, man. They sent us to a they sent us to a queer con one day, like, oh, we thought y'all were married. Like, we never said that. We just said partner. That's on y'all. Anyway, right. uh, uh, but it's funny. Uh, getting back into it, um, it's funny because Will, like, all right, he's moved us toward being on Twitch and uh, doing shows uh, on their um, basically a sense podcast for other people as well. So we have uh, Brittany mm-hmm. Williams who talks about it's a flop she does shows or disney movies movies that flop or that ha- that, or that we love now but like were flopped when they came out or just mm-hmm. flopped or you know cultural font like yeah. like clue clue everybody likes the movie clue when it came out it was a flop uh and Atla- uh, i think she talked about atlantis as well we have a woman uh tiffy tiffy starchild uh, giffy tiffy because every she, she is a walking gif uh hers is black and disney she grew up as a disney fan and um a black disney fan like oh they, what they're there yeah they're there so she talks about that she has just like britney they both have an encyclopedia knowledge of like uh movies and like disney trivia and disney facts and uh tiffy worked at, they both uh, worked at yeah they're, they're so similar <laughs> they both uh the disney uh productions and she she's been it she worked at uh tiffy has worked at disneyland as well uh we have uh leslie who does a like a book chat leslie and carrie do like a book um like a book club a book uh chat which has been on ig live which will probably move to our twitch um and jordan uh, calhoun um he helps with the podcast uh we have as well the run by our one of our editors vanessa mikhail keith um they have a, a news a news podcast uh, this this weekend nerd news um our dude france so many Aisha. Links. yeah i know i love i love all the shout outs so all these people uh, doing great things that's so cool another uh they're part of black nerd problems aisha and france and their friend uh Michael, uh, Michael Santana, I believe his name is. They have a podcast called Two Nerds and Actor. Um, they're with us as well. And Jordan is writing. A, he's writing. Jordan's writing a book right now. So a lot of what he, he's still doing movie reviews, but a lot. He, but a, a lot of what he has done is uh, editing those podcasts behind the scenes now and putting them together. Uh, a lot of what I'm doing is um, 
Uh, I mean, it's not not to that extent, but like I'm I'm taking clips mm -hmm. from the Twitch and I'll put that on our IG live oh, yeah. or on our on our Twitter. Um, before, what I did a lot of was uh, put like I do the X Men memes. Um, yeah. I do a bunch of X Men memes for the um, for the for our Twitter, which I it's kind of I there's been less of them now because I've been uh, write, uh, writing more. But I'll do like X Men memes, uh, Justice League memes, things like that. Like, all right, well, I haven't done any around uh, COVID nineteen yet, but I guess that's coming down the line. Uh, things like that. So like it's um, so when I say I'm doing nothing, I'm just doing back end things now, and it's really the team of uh, Black Hair Problems that's doing more things on like the forefront. Uh, as well, uh, we have uh, Anissa Anissa Hanley. Um, she uh, she does all like our graphic designs and stuff like that. So she formatted a lot of the um, lot of the graphics you see on our Twitch channel as well too. So it's yeah. like everybody's everybody's doing something uh, to the best yeah, of their it's, ability it's... and putting it, you know, it all come together. Right. It's really interesting how, you know, you're, you describe these as back, pro, you know, back projects. Yeah. But now all these like back things are now the, the front things. They're the things that we're relying exactly. more on. So it, it's really interesting how that, how that shifted. Also, we love the X-Men memes. So oh, okay. <laughs> keep those yeah, yeah, coming. Yeah, wanted, that, that was also on my list. I'll just go ahead because, um, yeah, man, like those have been around for a for a minute and like oh yeah it's, it's been like been years yeah like how does that come around oh like, come back <laughs> around to you like when you put it out there and it's like you know people who have no idea who you are have no yeah. idea like what black nerd problems are and that like finally comes back around to you like how does that <laughs> uh you know you made it when you see uh you see it on uh an instagram with your with the with your uh your handle cropped out too like oh yeah i guess yeah. we made it now huh <laughs> Uh, which I have a whole, I have, oh, a whole no. I have a whole take on that, which is funny, like homage and stuff like that. Um, mm. It's it's funny because I will put them on our Facebook and stuff like that. Uh, we'll put it like as you know, our with our name and handle and whatever. Uh, it's so funny, uh, the meme culture or whatever or internet culture of the like propping the name out and like, oh my god, who did this? Like, you know damn well who did it. The shit like cropped out. That's why. But yeah. I I never like. It's funny. Um, it, I only answer it till when someone asks, like, oh, like, oh, do you, who does the meme? Like, it's always like in a panel setting or like one on one. Someone's like, oh, who does this? Uh, me. Uh, like, oh, me. Or, um, Carrie's done that. some, but I'm like, yeah, it's me, me and Carrie mostly. We, we do those. I had already, I already figured it was you, just like, <laughs> you can tell. The way you talk. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's definitely Omar. I have a friend, then, uh, Josh, and he was like, I can always tell who's live tweeting something or who's on the Twitter of Black Nerd Problems just by the way the, just by the, by the tone or the, mm -hmm. uh, or the, the words, the tone uh, mm. or the content of uh, how they're speaking. Um, I done, a great story was, uh, I did a, my favorite, my, I, kn I knew this shit was gonna be bars. Uh, I got Miles Morales and uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. I, I put their two images together to make it look like Peter's talking to Miles and Miles got his mask on. Um, so Spider-Man from the 90s cartoon, looking this way, talking to Miles. Miles has his mask off from that scene in uh, It's the Spider-Verse, where he's like breathing heavy. Uh, mm -hmm. after, like, you know, getting his, getting his, uh, getting his, getting his uh, swag on or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm doing this. And so Peter's saying, all right, Spider-Man uh, Spider 101, your spider sense will always warn you when you're in danger. And Miles says, is it oh, always supposed good. to be on? Because it's like, it's a constantly, like, it's always supposed to be on. Because mine's like, it's like a buzzing. He's like, and Peter's like, what? Is that always... What? It's not supposed to be on. Oh, it's yeah. Like, and it's like, oh, it's cut like because you. And I, ne I didn't. I never said in the thing because you're black, but that you, you get the joke like, because oh, because you're in constant danger. Yeah, because you're black. 
It's a somebody. There is a. It's 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 would be going haywire. Exactly. It's all. And it was so much debate about that. Well, like no, 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 no. Like like if you get it, you get it. Obviously, it's a joke, but it's it sucks because it's like it's rooted in realness. But like yeah. So there was an artist that that actually made like a whole like a whole like page of that, and he didn't credit us. I'd like reach out to him like yo. I mean he's like oh I saw this meme or whatever, and I was like. Maybe he didn't see the, maybe somebody, which goes back to like the meme culture, maybe someone that propped out the thing or maybe they saw it or they realized whatever. I was like, yo, uh, we wrote this. If you just, I mean, that just ask for, just put our name on the things. All right, cool. They did that. And uh, he did like a whole, he did a whole drawing of it. But the only thing he added was, uh, in the end, was like, oh, because you're black. And I was like, you didn't, I'm like, it's dope. I was like, Mm. for me, the joke was like, you don't need like, that's so immediate. The artwork is fucking incredible. But you also, but then maybe some people would not have gotten that too. So it's not like you had to cover all your bases. I get. See, right. you, know, you wouldn't made it. Uh, uh, what is that? Not streamlined, but uh, mainstream. Well, mm. probably the the and people who needed to understand. Well, the people who needed to understand it like wouldn't have gotten it exactly. without that last panel. If that makes it's, sense, which makes it. And my problem is, uh, you know, Al can tell you this now. <laughs> I can tell you this now, Eric. My problem is that I love obscure things and mm-hmm. i love to i don't like to like i'm not gonna spoon feed you or whatever like i'm like i'll, I'll wait I'll, I'll sit there i will wait and i will do way. that like i <laughs> i'm the type my humor goes like i'll make a reference i'm making a reference for only the three people in the room that'll get it if more get it even better but like i make yeah. i'll go from like 10 to 4 to 2 like that's how i make my references like it's so so deep cut and uh, when i was telling my friend will telling will about like you know being in this tournament like, again yeah, we're doing another t-shirt tournament and he was like, and I was telling him the ways I lost. He's like, Omar, you will always lose because I know your t-shirts are obscure. I was like, nah, I did Wind Waker in One Piece. That's not obscure, is it? He's like, yes. Yes, it is, Omar. He's like, I was like, it's been haunting me in my back of my mind. He was like, you will and, always lose. That's exactly always. the reason. That's exactly the reason why. And uh, you know, our, our listeners are going to go, what the hell are they talking about? Okay, so, you know, rewind. We are currently in the midst of mm. doing a t-shirt tournament in a Facebook group. Uh, uh, my character, Megan Universe, is the commissioner. And the first order of business was to take Marvel t-shirts out of the mix because mm. left up to their own devices, these guys lack creativity. And so you have to like take things away from them, like <laughs> the ability to use Marvel. Back up in the corner. Coach. See what happens. And so now it's like, oh, shit, now I got to go come up with something creative and do something. And it hasn't been working out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will have, like, the vast majority of all promos. I'll post that on uh, the Negan Universe page. Um, so, you know, anybody wants to check that out. But, yes, Omar is a man of, after my own heart. Try, where try I would it. rather I would rather have three, four, five people get what I put out there instead of trying to win with mm-hmm. some, you know, base level Walmart. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really interesting because that comes up a lot in the cosplay community because when you're choosing a character to cosplay, if you character some, you know, if you cosplay something really obscure, you're going to get those one or two people that are going to like worship the ground you walk on for doing mm-hmm. that and then silence from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Everybody is. else who is wearing the same, who, who do we say we're tied to? You're going to have your Harleys? Who else are we uh, tired uh, of? Sailor Moon, Harley. Uh, you're going to see your, you're going to see some rogues. You're gonna see some rogues, Psylocke. You're gonna see some. Uh, you're gonna see some Deku's. Like you're gonna see like big characters. Tony but Deku. you'll like. Will you see a, or like an empress 
uh, who was a character from DC Comics mm -hmm. that uh, she only appeared, the last time she appeared with me in 1999 or 2000. Will you see a uh, Tiffany, uh, was her name, Tiffany Spears, who was a Black Power Girl? Will you see, um, will you see a, I, I would hope you would, will you see a Kelsey from um, Craig of the Creek? Will you see Wildernessa from Craig of the Creek? Like mm -hmm. the Green yeah. Poncho from Craig, like things yeah. like that. Like we did, uh, what was Jada's first cosplay was um, a Little Hawk Girl. Ah, nice, yeah. She did Hawk Girl, um, and people were like, what? I've never seen a Hawk Girl, and not, not ever one this young. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. Awesome, I love it. So, um, what, uh, do you have any, like, tips for people during this time you know i know you said you did i uh, feel like you're not giving yourself enough credit it sounds like you did a uh, lot of stuff but <laughs> trying to do a lot you know as far as far sure. as you know surviving thriving I didn't do anything goes on to name 10 things you did. <laughs> right uh so uh tips for surviving this yeah get your favorite pillow uh choose a certain night uh between the hours of 11 p.m and 2 a.m and every so often you know just put your face in that pillow and just fucking scream and cry. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think it's a wonderful time uh, to see all the art coming out. So, like, I say find your interest and then get either on Instagram, Twitter, or, uh, or I mean, Tumblr was great before the Thanos snap and all the porn went away. Now there's an imbalance. Uh, but So if you still Tumblr, uh, get on there and see what people are doing with the same hobby or the same interest that you have. And if you feel like, oh, yo, I can, maybe you're like, yo, I can do that as well. And you want to start something up, build something as well to, um, in the meantime, while you're inside. Or you're like, no, I just, there's just content I enjoy watching. Follow that person uh, or follow those uh, creators as well. Like search out people that, uh, that search out people with the same interest. Or maybe even find something, there's something you don't understand that's maybe going on in the world. Don't be afraid to look up the people that are talking about it and follow them upon those exactly. things that you're not used to. And you can learn about it that way while we're holed up inside for God knows how long so that when we get outside wow. and we're going back into the world, you're a more you know, well-rounded person with knowledge about things such as, oh, I don't know, race that might be outside of your view before, but now you become more well-rounded and you can understand where people are coming from. You never truly understand people are coming from, but you can empathize and sympathize and understand that way where people are coming from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's a thought for, for a much brighter, better future. <laughs> um, what yeah. call it dismount. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the future what yeah. do we think is in store for conventions for poetry slams for black nerd so, problems i'm so glad you didn't say the election i was like oh i, was like, Thank I mean God. Thank if God. you want to uh, go there you we can no, no, but no, we no, don't we have can. to I went, I went there earlier today i don't want to go back um <laughs> Uh, Not our topic for today. Yeah, that's a that's a very good question. I think, you know what's funny, um, because DC Comics had like a real bloodbath happen to them today. Yeah. Where AT and T cut a lot of their, I won't say fun, a lot of their staff, and that went down to like that went down to com. I mean, a, a lot in their streaming, uh, even the effects of comics uh, editors and stuff like that felt that as well. So I think what we're gonna be seeing is, I, I mean, that ain't happened to Marvel, uh, but I think 
what we're going to be seeing is companies do it. But what we have seen is companies doing more of that as well. So, but with that, we'll be, but on the flip side, what we've also seen is, as we were saying before, artists uh, creating more and getting uh, more opportunities as well in this uh, time and showing like their, their, I don't want to say brand, but their content that's different and seeing that come up uh, now more so. So I think now we'll have more of a, let's, let's call it indie, uh, an eye on like indie uh, content that's rising um, because <laughs> the things like our mainstream things have become so like, they're getting like uh, a bit bastardized and corporatized in a sense. I'm um, speaking like to the effects of like what AT&T has done to, um, you see, maybe that'll turn around, but like, it's like, damn, they're like, oh, they're cutting there. Like, you're going to feel that when you read your comics and shit like that. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to feel that effect. Um, and who's to say if DC was doing well in their movies, who's to say that cut even happens? Mm-hmm. Um, but like on the other side, like, I think we're going to see more different content from uh, different creators as well. Um, we're seeing uh, certain comics come back as well, too. Uh, I mean... We've seen people with their TikTok that you guys know that JoJo Pose uh, song from TikTok. Yeah, and yeah. so we've seen cosplayers like use that to an advantage. Uh, it's a lot with TikTok. Like that has been a place for new, a place for content as well, and following uh, people that would have been at cons and things like that. And like, or they're just they're just uh, they're just commenting on like this whole COVID situation as well. What I would like to happen in the future, twenty twenty nine, when we're let out of here. Uh, is that we keep with that. We don't go right back to, uh, to our darlings, so to say, our mainstream darlings. We keep that energy with these uh, independent artists and independent, uh, these other creators. I don't even want to call them independent uh, artists. These other creators, these creators that kept us entertained through a, a hard time. I think they should be given a lot of credit and a lot of support and uh, even bigger platform when this is all over. Um, that would be a good thing. And we could elevate, uh, we as uh, fans, can elevate them to that um, once things uh, get back to us. Things will never be normal again. So once things get back to being normal outside, sucks, though, too, right? exactly. Normal was like, how we got here. Yeah, so that was what I was okay. gonna say. That was what yeah, I was gonna normal say. Normal is how we got here. And nor do I want things to go back to normal because super you know, positive change is yeah. what I'm looking for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just that rush of uh, like. <laughs> I'm hoping that this is a blessing in disguise for a lot of those people, like who were, you know, you work at DC, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you figure like that's like the tip of the top, and um, you know, you you put it in, and you know, they probably years you guys to the bone, yeah, and years. you know, for very little return, no, no ownership of anything, yeah, and what we're gonna see hopefully is that these people are, you know, this lights a fire under, you know, somebody. That you know, and that domino, that lead domino, that gives us that new stuff that we're looking for. Because again, man, like it's, you know, how many times can Batman? Yep. Do a give, thing? Give me a Nightwing <laughs> movie, please. Give me a Nightwing movie, please. Or maybe they take their talents over to uh, Image Comics, because in Image Comics, you own your creations. Mm-hmm. It was created by artists. You know, they're like, well, like, yeah. fuck this. We'll own. We'll own our content here. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um... Eric, did we answer all of your questions? Um, did we have the sad Halloween question that you wanted to ask? What is this? Well, <laughs> what and do you I think of? <laughs> normally ask about Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it bums me out every time because Halloween falls on a Saturday this year. Which mm-hmm. 
uh, I'm going to use this opportunity to get out my soapbox that trick or treating should always be on Saturday. Don't mm-hmm. let's let's the 31st, whatever religious, what you who's it you got, get with <laughs> <What> it. <Joseph? laughs> Just do that on the 31st. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, but as far as trick or treating and, and, and candy day, yes, it should be it should always fall on a Saturday. That makes sense. And, and so this year it's going to fall on a Saturday and we're all on punishment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do as far as like, you know, what, how are you gripping, coming to grips with that? Um, I mean, what if we, well, I guess we shoot, usually Natasha, uh, my wife would probably be DJing some event. I would be inside. So, I mean, I might just treat myself to some damn Twizzlers and just, Watching Netflix, man. Because I, I mean, I've been eating uh, Welch's grape. I mean, I've been eating my candy. You know what I'm saying? I've been eating fruit <laughs> snacks. I've been, I've been dining some. Uh, I, I got a whole those Mott's fruit snacks. I've been eating those Welch's fruit snacks. So uh, maybe doing that. But uh, fire. I mean, I might watch some, watch some TikToks. See if there's a, uh, see there's a cosplay, a Halloween cosplay party going on uh, online. Join that way. Drink from home and watch it. Uh, I don't like drinking actually, so I'll probably just, I'll drink ginger ale because that's like scotch. Ginger ale is my scotch. Yeah, because it burns. <laughs> It burns. I'm going to ask you right now, since we every year we do what we call theater from our butts. Mm-hmm. We read scripts and uh, we do like um, just like a, a table read. Uh, Halloween. Let's get something together for that. A table read. What? Table. Uh, what? I just the surprising with the movie. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna. Um, well, we usually do like three uh, scenes of something. Like last okay. year we did. Uh, Last year we did a uh, hocus pocus, the uh, little <laughs> children scene. Yeah, yeah. And I sang, I sang that as Michael McDonald. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah, just, just, you know, be ready for anything like that. So, are you in? Because you're being recorded right now. Just yeah, saying. sure. Let's do it. Yes. Let's go for it. We can do it. My man. <laughs> right. There you have it, folks. Awesome. Problem. <laughs> so Omar, give us all the plugs. Where can our listeners oh. find all of your awesomeness? Uh, yeah, my name is Omar Holman. Uh, real name, no gimmicks. Uh, O-M-A-R-H-O-L-M-O-N. You can just type my name in Google and it'll come up. Uh, my website will be there. Um, the tweets talking about WAP will be there. Uh, the Twitch, uh, um, me and Black, Black Our Problems, my articles will come up there. So uh, either omarholman.com or uh, just or in Google, and it's H-O-L-M-O-N. It's spelled man, pronounced, well, no, spelled man, pronounced man. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> any any final thoughts you want to leave us with? Um, final thoughts to leave y'all with. Oh, that's a good final thought. My favorite quote from, um, I, I got the issue wrong, actually. It's uh, New Avengers issue number, I think it's in the 30, it's either 35 or 13. I think it's, I think it's issue 30, but I'm getting hot, cut up in semantics. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's a quote from uh, Dr. Uh, Reed Richards' daughter, Valeria Richards, where she tells her father, um, they're trying to figure out how to stop these, uh, the planet from exploding, basically, and they have to destroy other planets to, do, to, to stop it, to keep theirs, uh, to keep theirs from colliding with another one. And so he's trying to figure out a, a solution. And then she gives him some advice that uh, Susan Storm's wife hands her. He's like, oh, Val had a, she, this is advice, but like take it with a grain of salt. Um, so she, Val be on her shit. And she tells her dad, uh, you can't win. Start figuring out how not to lose. 
And I feel like that's the situation we're in with COVID. That's the situation we're in with, uh, you know, these uh, these uh, protests where we just want motherfuckers to stop killing us as well. Like it all it all comes back to it all comes back to that. And it's not a bleak thing. It's not like, oh, there's no hope. Like you can't win this way. Start figuring out how not to lose. Well, how do we not lose? How do we not lose being COVID? How do we not lose with these uh, politically as well, which is a role we're playing as well. But like, how do you not lose? And that is these other routes of raising awareness, these other routes of entertainment, these other routes of keeping yourself ooh, sane in these trying, trying times. If you can't win, how do you not lose? Mm-hmm. That's the advice I give. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Omar. No problem. This has been It's Like a Podcast or Whatever. Stay sweet, chickas. Peace. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?